Michael, you're so kind. In fact, last Friday we talked about the hands and the feet of God, Bradley Foot and Michael Hands, and I said that all the Crossroads volunteers and carers were all in between those extremities. So how good is that? Well, it's great to be here and to share in this service, so much so. And for those of you online, welcome. Uh, I believe Miranda's dad in Perth is uh, viewing online. Uh, some of our congregation have had their cars not starting this morning, so for those online, uh, g'day. Uh, Betty Esser, one of our wonderful Crossroads volunteers, is online at the moment, so that is beautiful. So, Crossroaders, can you give us a cheer? Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. At the 8 o'clock service, we had Reese. You still here, Reese, and Jeremy and Megan Finn. They were the ones that were able to make it here for our 8 a.m. start because Crossroaders come from Coolangatta up to Coomera and we had some of our volunteers driving to Maudsland to pick up one of our volunteers. We had uh, Nick who caught a bus from Palm Beach to Rabina Town Centre and one of our 80-something-year-old volunteers picked Nick up from Rabina Town Centre and brought him here and then the reverse will take place in some way or another. So today's even more special because we've got our Kids Life Kids here. Hey, Kids Life Kids! Oh, they're all asleep. I don't know if there's many, Alan. But they're welcome here anyway. And this is our Sunday big church, as Mr. James would might call it. And our first worshipping community each week is Crossroads. So every Friday for the last 27 years, Crossroads has been meeting here on Fridays, running a program. And Michael, I do need to inform you that our earliest volunteers arrive at 5 o'clock. And some of those guys are here today. And I didn't realise that they start at 5. I thought they started at 5.30 and I knew that one of the guys was up in Rockhampton looking after his grandkids, so I set my alarm for 5 o'clock on Friday to come and sort of help out. By the time I got here at quarter to 6, they were finished. All the tables and chairs had been set up. So thank you, David and Kim and Richard and Eliasa, who's here today. So as we gather... We are living out a vision of being a generational church gathered together in worship rather than a church of generations meeting separately. So this is a beautiful moment. And meeting like this requires us all to work together, sacrificing, forgiving, giving up something that we want to hold dear so that others may receive and become who God is calling us to be. More people, more like Jesus. So today, you've sung some of our Crossroads songs. Thank you, kids, live kids, for coming down the front and uh, joining with us. And the crossword, which is the memory verse that we put to music. Myra, where are you? Myra, I asked you on Friday, would you be willing to stand up so that we can acknowledge you? This is Myra. And when we started our Ephesians series 12 weeks ago, Myra came up on week one and she said, oh, I know a little, uh, it wasn't a song, it was a song, wasn't it? And you sang it to us. And uh, then James and the other team put it to music and we've been singing it for the last 12 weeks, for the last month. So thank you, Myra, for being here today. Myra only started coming to Crossroads this year and she's found some beautiful people to become part of her family. 
Every week we have a different crossroader doing the Bible reading. And today uh, we've got Megan Finn who's coming to do the reading for us. Now Megan um, loves crossroads and this church so much that her parents bought a house in Greenwich Court across the road so that she could be part of this community because she belongs so much. Megan comes every Sunday morning for 10 a.m. service, every Sunday night for 6 p.m. service, and today she even made the effort to be here for 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock, and she'll be back here tonight at 6 p.m. I want you to understand that just because Megan lives across the road, it doesn't mean to say she's got good access to this church. For the first three and a half years, Megan couldn't get across the road because the gutters were too sharp for her and the council took a long, long time and bureaucracy to get around to being able to cut a little culvert on her side of the fence, but then our side, uh, we're the church, and so... There was a, a lot of tater tate going on so that Megan can actually be free just across the road. So for the first couple of years, uh, we were finding a volunteer every Sunday and every Friday to go and escort Megan, who couldn't get across the road at that point in time. So um, Megan's going to read to us our scripture today, and uh, I'd like her to do that. Oh, we... Just wait. While I'm turning this on, I would like you to be aware that Megan's going through some significant challenges at the moment and her faith and Gold Coast Reckon Sport, her parents and Good Vibes who care for her at night have been uh, leaning in passionately and Megan has been reaching out extraordinarily because she's been going through a cancer journey. And Megan, are you willing to take your hat off? Yep. Megan wants to look like me, but this isn't the way to do it. And this week, on the 16th of July, Megan's having uh, surgery for her cancer. I would like everybody online and here in this auditorium to pray for Megan on the 16th as she undergoes that. And she's been a real champion. Uh, this week was Gold Coast Rec and Sport Trek for Rec. Yep, Trek for Rec. And uh, it's a five-kilometre uh, circuit uh, where Megan walked uh, two circuits around for two kilometres and she was in her wheelchair for the other, other two. And uh, so that's her way of trying to fight through this period of time. Megan can't hear a word that I'm saying at the moment because three and a half weeks ago, the chemotherapy took her hearing. And so she's been coming to church, pressing into God, pressing into this community because she knows where her strength is. So my microphone's now working. <laughs> For we... No, it's not. I'll speak up, I'll speak up. Yeah, you, you can speak up, but it... Okay. I need a new one, yeah. For we are God's masterpiece. He had created us new in cost. Christ Jesus, so we can. Yep. <laughs> he has created. Well, 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 he had created a new in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good work which God 
friends for us long time ago. This bit to ten. Thank you. Later today, we're going to pray for Megan and lay hands on her uh, from a distance. Uh, and uh, she'll have her surgery this week. So thank you, Megan. Our weekly teaching and preaching at Crossroads follows exactly the same themes that you have here on Sundays. And we too are on this journey of becoming more people, more like Jesus. So over these past 12 weeks, we've been going through the book of Ephesians, just as we've done here each Sunday. And so I'd like to introduce our bumper. It's in Christ. Once you heard the truth and believed it, you found yourselves home free, signed, sealed and delivered by the Holy Spirit. And at the centre of all of this, Christ. The church you see is not peripheral to the world, but the world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body, in which He speaks and acts, but which He fills everything with His presence. How now shall we live? Yeah, how now shall we live? And so every week for the past three months, this door uh, moves around the stage in different ways and in different places and is used to demonstrate the illustrations and the Ephesian story about how now shall we live. And a couple of weeks ago when we were in Ephesians chapter 4, um, some inspiration came in trying to illustrate how we can take off the old self and put on the new self in Christ. And uh, I was over in the op shop and I found a beautifully coloured blouse. And that was the beginning of our winter season. So I was wearing a jumper over my shirt. And so I was able to hide the blouse underneath my, my sweater. And my sweater was black. And as we talked about uh, all the different things that Paul addresses in Ephesians, he talks about living as children of light and throwing off the old self and your sinful nature and your former way of life. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. And it, Paul says, remember that he has identified you as his own. And so we talk about being part of God's family, as Myra said in the song that she wrote. We're identified as his own. And today, Miranda has identified as his own in the waters of baptism. And Paul says, instead... Um, so get rid of all of that. And so I walked through the door on that particular day and whilst I was hiding behind the door, I quickly pulled off my grey jumper and dropped it on the ground. And as I stepped through the door, I had my beautiful coloured blouse that I'd got from the op shop just minutes earlier. And my blouse represented the new nature, being kind to each other, being tender-hearted, being forgiving to one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And so this door has been the example for us every single week that demonstrates the transformation, the invitation and the journey of becoming more like Christ. So today I want to um, work through that a little bit and introduce you to a couple of members of our Crossroads community. But each week we have one passage of scripture and today we're going to put up 
on the screen today's verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And Megan read it so well. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So the New Living Translation uses the word God's masterpiece. That's what he's designing for us. But in the NIV, it says that we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. And so as I looked at the two translations, one talking about a masterpiece, I thought of Rembrandt painting the Mona Lisa. And a masterpiece seems to me that it was a completed work. But the handiwork of a craftsman, a master craftsman, is ongoing. And that's part of the becoming journey that we're doing this year. So I like the finished product and I like the work in situ. And so a couple of weeks ago, we showed an inspirational video from Arms Brush with Fame. Has anybody seen that program on TV? So Arns, an artist, comedian, he was a refugee many years ago from Vietnam and he's part of our Australian community. And he also demonstrates the unity that we find in the book of Ephesians that Jesus talked about. And Arn every week interviews a person. He has them sit in front of them and he concentrates on them and listens to their story as they tell things about their life that many people wouldn't even know. And some weeks ago, we had a girl called Sophie Delizio um, shown as our inspirational video. Has anybody ever heard of so Sophie Delizio? Some of you have. Well, for many of the children, you won't know who Sophie is, but when she was two years old in 2003, she was in her kindergarten, her childcare centre, and a car um, smashed through the childcare centre and burst into flames. And Sophie and another little girl were affected, but Sophie's was stuck underneath the car as it was burning. 85% of her body was burned and she was rushed to hospital. The surgeons, the doctors and specialists uh, had to remove her feet. Uh, both feet were, were, were amputated. She lost uh, the fingers on one hand and one of her ears, but her whole body has been scarred in that particular accident. At that time, the Australian public were asked by her parents to pray for her in hospital. And the Prime Minister at that time also asked the Australian nation to pray, as they had done on a previous occasion in the Beaconsfield um, mining disaster in Tasmania. So Sophie did recover. And we believe at New Life that fervent prayer is a part of our values and our process of being connected to God and God being connected to us. In fact, at Crossroads every week, we pray out the back before we start in our worship service. We pray at the beginning, we pray in the middle, we pray in the middle again, and then we pray at the end. In fact, Michael Knights, who normally sits there at the very end, if I don't let him pray to say grace, I'm in big trouble. And I always come over here with the microphone while the team are leading us in our last song and Michael comes forward and says grace. So Sophie Delizio came out of hospital and started life and she had a nanny when she was five in 2006, three years after the, the, the accident, and they were going over a pedestrian crossing and another vehicle smashed into them. And Sophie was on life support. In fact, she was um, so far not alive that the doctors said to her parents, you need to turn the life support off. Twice they, they asked the parents to do that. Again, people were asked to pray. 
and Sophie uh, survived. And is um, when Anne was painting this painting uh, of her, she was 18 years of age. And Anne was astounded at the um, positive attitude that she had to life and the way in which she viewed things and was so grateful for so many things. And so I wanted us to uh, picture God like this master craftsman, this artist who's painting our lives. And Arne doesn't just look at the person as an object. He hears the story and the narration of who they are. And as he listens, as he allows uh, his creative juices to flow, he mixes paint on the palette and he does some brush strokes. And when Sophie finished her story, as are all the guests, they go away and have a cuppa and gives him some time, 20 minutes or so, to then put his finishing touches on. And so here's a picture of Arne's photo of Sophie. I want every one of us, as we go through this journey that we've been through Ephesians, how now shall we live, to learn something from our Crossroads community as I introduce you now to two other members of our Crossroaders. The first one is Jared Nichols. And I believe Jared's here today. He's not here? There you go, Ken. Thank you. Ken was willing to go out to Maudsland today to pick up Jared. And uh, here's a photograph of Jared. Um, Can you put your hand up if you know Jared? Look at all those hands. There's about 30 or 40 hands there. And they're not just crossroaders because some of the hands that have gone up are members of our op shop community. A couple of years ago, the National Disability Insurance Scheme was started and Rob Collins, who was here a moment ago, worked with Jared and Jared's mother about how he could increase his social connections in the community. How could he become uh, more involved in the society in which he lives? And so every Thursday, Jared's been coming to our op shop and working there alongside of our volunteers and he's become an integral part of that community. In fact, last week, this is the first time this shirt's ever been worn. He got this from Hong Kong. He uh, designed it. And it's an op shop volunteer shirt that has got his name on the back with New Life Care. And so this photograph represents his sense of belonging and commitment. In fact, he loves Hong Kong so much that he got a Crossroads shirt designed and Crossroads pants with his name on those as well. And he wears those on Friday. But wait, there's more. You might have seen this rubbish bin and another one very much like it in the courtyard just over near where you normally would have morning tea. Every Sunday night, our young adults come here to worship. And afterwards, we have a missions dinner in the courtyard to create community. And the young adults and those who stay pay $10 and get a beautiful meal and they get a drink of some kind, either soft drink or water, And uh, we encourage those people to put their cans and things uh, in this bin. Um, And on a Sunday morning, many of you have a cup of tea or coffee, and you put your um, things in this bin. And that's all I've got in there at the moment, a couple of cups of coffee. Um, But we haven't haven't had tonight yet, but there'll be probably 60, maybe more, um, cans and drinks put in this bin. And then on a Thursday, Jared comes along and he goes through this bin. Sometimes it stinks really bad because people have had half a cup of coffee and just chucked it in. There's all sorts of things in there. But Jared takes those cans and then he cashes them in. Then he brings to Crossroads a tithe of that money and he presents it to us 
for our missions partners over in Cambodia and Thailand and Bosnia-Herzegovina. And he recently gave us $50. So my maths tells me that that's 500 cans that Jared has uh, taken from our Sunday night missions dinners and gone to the effort to go through the mess and cash them in. And so our overseas mission partners are now benefiting. So on a Sunday morning, two things. One, please don't put your tea cups and coffee cups in there. But if you really want to bring some empty cans and things, you can put them in there and then Jared will take them and cash them in. Because Jared now comes here on a Tuesday and a Thursday. He loves it so much that his NDIS plan has incorporated and stretched to enable him to be here. How now shall we live as we connect in to the body of Christ in this place? The second person I want to introduce you to is Miranda Sloan. I don't need to introduce you, do I? Because you've already witnessed her testimony. You've seen her enter into the waters of baptism today and embrace what it is to be part of God's family. This isn't just a knee-jerk reaction. Miranda's been growing in Christ for decades now. And when I came here and took over this job from Alan Banks, Alan, can you wave? There's Alan Banks for... 12 years, Alan uh, looked after Crossroads. And um, these books, when I arrived, were given to me by Alan because he said, look, there used to be a girl called Miranda who came to Crossroads. And uh, these are some of her journals and poems and prayers. Would you look after them? Uh, Miranda had gone to Tasmania, as I said earlier, and uh, she, for all intents and purposes, uh, had gone from Crossroads. But this was part of the history and the legacy. Well, blow me down, Miranda came back to the Gold Coast. Thank you, Liz and family. And um, I got to meet this mysterious Miranda in the flesh. And today you've been able to meet her too. And when Alan gave me these books, I'll just read to you just a few words. Alan, I'd like you because I do like you, a friend to me. I love to be your friend too, Alan. You are a special man. You are wonderful. And because I do love Alan so much... To he did make me happy and special to me, and I do like him. He is a special friend to me, and he does love God too. Alan Banks is a lovely man. I talk to him every morning too, and he does love my book, I Doing for Crossroads, this year for him and all my friends too. Thank you for having me there. I'll be coming every Friday. And so it goes on and on. These books are full of Miranda's reflections and meditations. And you saw how in her testimony that she also has a little bit of a soft spot for me as well. <laughs> so I'd like, like that's, that's old stuff, okay? I'd like to read to you something she wrote recently. The very first week that we did the Ephesians reading, we talked about being part of a family. This is what she wrote. It's the idea that if you put your faith in Christ and are therefore becoming like Christ, your actions will reflect Christ's actions. In other words, you know you are becoming the person you should be if every day you look more like Jesus than the day before. And that's a comforting thought. You don't have to look exactly like Jesus tomorrow. You just have to look more like him than you do right now. We were created to become like Jesus Christ. So let's use him as a model for growth. The Bible tells us that Jesus grew in four ways. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and in favour with man. The key idea in living this way is I choose to esteem others above myself. 
the key verse, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4. And then she finishes her entry. Humility is a driving virtue in the Christian life. How now shall we live, folks? And as we heard in that bumper that came in, it's in Christ. Once you've heard the truth and believed it, you find yourself home free, signed, sealed and delivered by the Holy Spirit. And at the centre of all this is Christ. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world, but the world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body through which he speaks and acts, for which he fills everything with his presence. Now, how, how now? Shall we live? Well, we don't live just as individuals. We live as the body of Christ, as the church gathered here today. And Paul addresses that all through the book of Ephesians. So Michael is um, leading us through a becoming series and theme. Next Sunday is Becoming Sunday. And Michael doesn't want to look over our shoulder in five years' time and find that we're still in the same place that we are right now. We're on a journey. And some of the inspiration that Michael gets and the leaders of our church get can be um, articulated from the Uniting Church's basis of union which guides our missional and our ecumenical vision and passion. So here at New Life... We are building upon the one Lord Jesus Christ. That's the heading of paragraph three of the basis of union being built upon the one Lord Jesus Christ. Now that comes all through scripture, but in Ephesians 4 verse 5, it says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, over all, in all, and living throughout all. In that paragraph, it says that the church lives between the time of Christ's death and resurrection and the final ending of all things or the consummation of all things which Christ will bring. The church is a pilgrim people, always on the way to a promised goal. Here, the church does not have a continuing city, but it seeks for one to come. And so we are becoming more like Jesus every day. We are people on the way to a promised goal. We are on a pilgrimage, it would be terrible and shocking to honour God by staying where we are in five, for the next five years. So how now shall we live as a community of faith, as individuals, as the body of Christ, as New Life Church, here at Rabina, down at Coolangatta, up in Brisbane, for those hundreds of people online today, how now shall we live? I'm going to ask Jason Mountjoy to take this door, which has been so integral to our Crossroads community. In fact, this door has been hiding in the chair room throughout the week. And on Friday nights, the second worshipping community, Jason Mountjoy's young... Which, which guys are in that room? Uh, grade 10 boys. Yeah, <laughs> the grade 10 boys do their small group in the chair room on a Friday night. And uh, when Jason knew that I was using this door today he said oh good luck you know what they do to that door in that room well 
we've had Byron Davis put a few little um, structural supports there on the corner of the door. Uh, Byron's our mission partner in Cambodia. He's itching to get back there. And so Jason's going to take that door for the last time. He's going to put it outside the gate of our church because a church is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. You're going to be sent out of here. How now shall we live? And if you choose, you're not being forced to, you're being invited to, to walk through that door today. As you leave the fellowship and the comfort and the security of this safe place, as you go back to where God's calling and leading you, I invite you to choose to walk through that door out into the mission of the world in which you live and move and have our being. In two weeks' time, we're going to start a new series called Faith and Work. And so this becoming through Ephesians is a beautiful launching pad that sends us out into our workplaces and our home environment. How now shall we live? Katie Isles last week finished off the book of Ephesians with Ephesians chapter 6. And she used these words in Ephesians 6 verse 10. Be strong in the Lord, finally, and in His mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you will stand firm. And she went through the armour. First there was the helmet of salvation for your head. Then she went through the belt of truth, which holds the sword. Then she talked about the breastplate of righteousness. Now the breastplate covers your heart and your internal organs. So God's righteousness through Jesus keeps your heart soft and protected. And the shoes of the gospel go on your feet to take you forward so you don't get rocks or bindies that hold you back. And the shield of faith is to be held up to stop the fiery darts of the evil one coming on you. And finally, the sword of the Spirit, who is the Word of God. The Word of God is the Scripture, but the Word of God is the living Lord Jesus Christ who lives in us. And Katie said, finally pray. Always pray. Fervent prayer are one of the values of our New Life community. We pray, we pray, we pray. And so we pray for Megan this week as she has her operation on the 16th. Our prayer network continues to receive prayers for all sorts of reasons. And so I'm now going to conclude with a prayer that Miranda wrote on the 24th of June, just two weeks ago, and it's called A Prayer to Renew Your Mind. So please would you enter into this spirit of reflection, this spirit of honesty and declaring what's happening within. And some of the words of the um, armour of God will be used here. God, sometimes when I look at the world around me, I feel overwhelmed by anxiety and my thoughts start to spiral. Oh God, please help me. I need you to change the way I think. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts and your ways are better than mine. You give hope to the hopeless and strength to the weak. You alone can renew my mind and remind me of my purpose. So today, dear God, help me to take every thought captive as I give you my concerns. Remind me that you are with me and that you will continue to instruct and guide me. 
Counsel me as I reflect on your word and help me to apply your truths to my life. Give me the strength I need to do what is right and help me to pursue you above all else, always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you as you leave this place of security, comfort and intimacy and go into the world in which God says, how now shall we live? We're going to finish this part of our service today with a song that's become very significant to our crossroads. It's called You Say by Lauren Daigle. And if you look at the words on the screen, you'll see that it talks about our weakness and our identity, but who we put our faith and trust in, in God.